Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The FT. Last week, the Financial Times published a scary story about how technology is being used by companies to spy on us at work. It described how sensors can be easily and cheaply hidden in name badges and office furniture to track where we are, who we talk to and in what tone of voice. HR departments can find out how long we take to get to work and how we behave when we get there. In shops, call centres and even boardrooms, the data could be used to describe who to promote and who to fire. I shuddered as I read the article, as did most FT readers. 1984 is upon us, they commented online. Totalitarianism is rampant. Privacy is down the plug hole. Yet on closer inspection, the arrival of Big Brother in the corporate world is not necessarily such a bad thing. Being constantly monitored by invisible devices might sound frightening, but I'm not sure it's any more so than being monitored infrequently by visible human beings. Under the present arrangement, we're observed in a haphazard and unscientific way by superiors who may well have made their minds up about us already, based on not much evidence at all. Sod's law decrees that when you do something good, no one notices, but the minute you do something bad, you get caught. I remember one boss who, once in a blue moon, would walk around the office, and whenever he crept up behind me, I was invariably writing a shopping list or on the phone to my mum. Such surveillance didn't improve my behaviour, though it did increase my sense of injustice. To have been monitored all the time, which would have put the shopping list in the context of otherwise diligent behaviour, would have been a vast improvement. In most offices, a raft of mainly pointless, cumbersome tools are used to assess performance, including competency matrices, appraisal interviews and psychometric testing. Together, they're so ineffective that according to a delightful piece of research by the University of Catania, companies would be no worse off promoting people at random. If we're in favour of meritocracies, we should also be in favour of anything that helps us measure merit more accurately. While the data collected by the new censors are almost certainly too crude to offer much help now, I see no reason why in time, and probably quite soon, we will not have worked out exactly which behaviour quirks are key to high or low performance and found a decent, objective way of measuring them. Steel Case, which makes some of the censors so loathed by FT readers, hopes that one day they will not only be used to monitor juniors, but be used in boardrooms too. While it's hard to see directors willingly turning these tools upon themselves, it would be a terrific idea if they did. At the moment, monitoring of boardroom behaviour is hopeless. Outsiders periodically come in to observe. But such are the political sensitivities, it's almost impossible for them to make a difference. If, by contrast, all directors were wired up and anyone who banged on indefinitely, lowering the pulses of their boardroom colleagues, would be faithfully fingered by the technology. 
Equally, the person who made the odd remark that made everyone sit up in their seats would also be marked out. Knowing that the devices were there, and knowing the object of the exercise was to make incisive, controversial points, would improve board meetings no end. It's objected that monitoring behaviour in offices would kill trust and spontaneity, making robots of us all. But so long as everyone knew they were being monitored and understood what for, I don't see why it would be such a terrifying idea, except perhaps for those who bully, shout at, and harass others, and who have been getting away with it. Far from making work less civilized, the arrival of Big Brother could make it more so. Office life could become more transparent and less political, and managers would be freed from having to play the role of policeman all day and allowed to get on with the more important role of helping people do a better job. Some problems would need resolving. For a start, extensive monitoring could be illegal. You would also have to ensure that workers were not able to subvert the process, and that wicked managers were not busily manipulating the data for their own devious ends. Above all, for the system to work, you would need to have some faith in the regime that implemented it. But then, if you don't have any faith in the regime, the chances are that you're screwed anyway. For more downloads, go to ft.com/podcasts. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.